Welcome to the 49th episode of Warriors Off Court, the San Francisco Chronicles NBA podcast. I'm your host, Warriors beat writer Connor Letourneau, and today I'm joined by Golden State's Director of Basketball Analytics and Innovation, Pavel Situ. Situ, who took over for Sammy Gelfand this past summer when Gelfand was hired away by the Pistons, is a basketball junkie who happens to be great with numbers. In his role as the Warriors' go-to analytics guy, he compiles daily reports going over trends, opponents, and anything else Steve Kerr's staff may want to know. His job, which didn't exist little over a decade ago, is now a staple of pretty much every NBA front office. The truth is, Sidhu might be the most important member of the Warriors' front office that you've never heard of. Pavel Sidhu is Golden State's Director of Basketball Analytics and Innovation. We caught up at the Warriors' facility Monday afternoon about his unlikely career path, the dawn of the NBA's analytics age, and much, much more. I'll have our conversation right after the break. Here's my interview with Pavel Sidhu, Golden State's Director of Basketball Analytics and Innovation. Basically, you, you used to work at Microsoft at one point, right? Yeah. How, so tell me how you got a job at Microsoft and, and kind of how that role fit into your whole journey. So it was interesting. So for me, it was kind of go, so the steel supersonics. Yeah. That's, you know, I always want to work in the NBA. Yeah. And the supersonics leave. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, what, what am I going to do? Right. I, I, need, I, need a, I need a job, you right. know? Right. And uh, my parents, who are, um, you know, first, you know, I'm the first generation born here. You know, uh, what, it, where are your parents from? From India. Where in India? Just out of uh, Punjab. Oh, okay. Yeah. So for them, it was, okay, you know, there's like, I have four careers to pick out, you know? Which are? There's like being a doctor, being an engineer, you know, and then it was like working in IT, you okay. know? And it was, okay. So I had to get something. So, I got a job with a, you know, it was a contracting company with Microsoft, and from there, you know, just make them happy, you know. Mm. As as I was doing that, well, and you had graduated from when did you graduate from UW University? Two thousand five. And what was your major? A business major. Okay. Yeah. And so, um, you, you did you major in business with the goal of getting into the MBA, working in the MBA? Yes. Yeah. And at that point, you know, there wasn't a data explosion. Yeah. You know, there was no such thing as analytics that was really, you know, at least I didn't know of. Right. And um, so my goal was just to figure out a way. I don't know how. Yeah. Um, but during my time um, when I was a student, I forged a relationship with the general manager at the time, Rick Sun. Mm-hmm. And so I spent a lot of time with him just watching games, learning how to scout, and just kind of being around people. I was able to, you know, I got a credential through them. And during that time, I was able to meet a lot of, a lot of folks in the NBA. You know, that's one story. Um, Seattle Times it was uh, saw Isaiah Thomas when he was, yeah, yeah. When he was coach of the Knicks yeah. so I kind of shared with him hey you know this is kind of what I want to do and he kind of looks at me just gives me a hug yeah. and he says good, good luck you know yeah. you know, and it was just cool so Isaiah yeah. Thomas when you know? the Knicks were in town yeah the Knicks were in town yeah oh, that okay. was the game that um, Nate Robinson was suspended that game uh, oh, okay. UW guy so yeah, yeah. you know <laughs> so I always remember that game so yeah. so you 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 basically did, how exactly did you get involved with the Sonics? Were you just a student at UW yeah. and you you just wanted to kind of ingratiate yourself with the local NBA team? Yeah, you know what I would always do is uh, every time we had a class project, I always try to you know convince the rest of the team I want to do it on basketball. <laughs> you know, and, you know, and uh, I've always noticed um, you know folks in sports, you know, folks in general are very um, open to students. Mm-hmm. So that allowed me to get a lot of face time. You know, with you know. I, Actually, I met with someone from the marketing side, the Sonics, mm-hmm. and he had mentioned, "Hey, you should meet the general manager of the Sonics." And you know, from there, we just struck up a friendship. 
mm. you know, a friendship that to this day, he's still my mentor. And were you, was it freshman, sophomore, were you in a class at the time that you kind of passed off? Yeah, you know, know, initially, I think I, I was in a class, and it was kind of the first, like, in, you know, meeting, you know, but then our, I feel like after I got done, after I finished at the University of Washington is when our friendship got a little bit stronger. Um, and during that time, um, you know, there was an ownership change, and he, um, he, was, he was let go, so he had a one-year sabbatical. And during that time, that's when I felt like we got really close. And he then later on became the GM of Atlanta Hawks. Okay. Yeah. So he was still in the area and yeah, had a lot did. of free time, obviously, because he, he wasn't yeah. working. Yeah. You know, you know, you know, it's it's amazing. Like I'm, you know, him being the general manager, and I'm, just, you know, doing analytics. My my days, my minutes are all tied up. So it just baffles me that he made that much time for me. Yeah. Because he's a hundred times more busy than I am. You know. <laughs> yeah. So I was trying to remember that myself. Yeah. You know, in, in this position, you get a lot of folks. Uh, wanting to work in analytics from you know local universities, other universities, and always trying to make sure I, you know, respond back to them or get on the conversation with them. Do you, remember, do you remember the class project or whatever it was that was kind of your first in to talking to? Probably remember what it was. That's a good question. Do you remember what class it was? You know, I, I, I think a marketing class. Yeah. Then it, with him, I, it, I, it two, I also did this independent study, mm-hmm. and it was an independent study based on. Your career, like, what do you want to become in your career? And mine was like becoming general manager, and so I used that. And I actually met with like Bob Whitsitt too. Wow. Yeah. I'm from Portland, so oh, I appreciate are? that. So yeah, the Jailblazer. Bob, like, Bob was like, oh, so this is an actual class? Like he was just <laughs> like, what? <laughs> and, but, yeah, Bob was a great guy. So would you just like hang out with him? Yeah, and I, I just, just go shadow him. Yeah, shadow him. Um, you know, like uh, you know, Q and A. Go to his office and just kind of ask him questions of like how he got there. That's and, pretty cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool, and it just. You know, for a student, I want, want you know, it, it, it was a dream of mine, um, you know, when you start pursuing, it becomes a goal, right? But that goal became so much closer when I was able to be on the other side of the desk. Like, to me, it was like, yeah. I met him. Like, yeah. you know, like, yeah. I can do this too, you know? Right, right. He's human. He's just like, you know? Right, right. Um, it, so that just, to this day, that, that, I mean, that just drives me. Right. You know. Is that still a goal of yours to be GM, or do you do you like the analytics? Yeah, I, um, the goal of mine is to be a general manager, work towards becoming GM for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is great. I'm, I'm around with one of the best in the NBA. Yeah, Bob um, Myers, pretty good. Yeah, he's he's pretty special. <laughs> um, so it's great. You know, I'm always you know watching, observing. You know how he conducts meetings and his thought process. Um, so it's it's a great it's great for me to now be in the inside looking at what all a GM is you know it's, it's much different than what i thought it was right you know um and didn't son kind of that was he, he kind of told you about the analytics revolution right at that time and told you that that you know there's jobs that just focus on this yeah you know, is that when you kind of started to think that this could be a niche for you yeah you know so i'm at one of our i'm at one of the practices of training camp and there's this guy kind of on, on like a round table the laptop working on stuff he's like you should do what he's doing you know and I'm thinking at that time, like, you know, what is it? It was Dean Oliver, right? Kind of the founding yeah. father of basketball analytics. So at the point, I was like, did he work for the Sonics? Or? Yeah, it was, I think it was a consulting, oh, okay. consulting role, or if he was there, I don't know, I don't know exactly. Um, I, I didn't talk to him, and uh, later on, you know, remember the name, and you know, he he had, um, you know, he uh, passed on paper, right? Yeah. And. Um, so, so for me, what the question? What's the question? Again? So, so, so deprived. <laughs> no, yeah. no, like, you're good. Yeah. Uh, it was just basically if he's kind of the one that turned you on to the fact that yeah. analytics could be a job in the NBA. Totally, he 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 did. So, so he's something that he mentioned it to me. Then I ended up getting a job at the University of Washington, right. right? And so they had recently hired a new athletic director, Scott Woodward, 
who was loved everything about Moneyball, and it's when the book came out. And brings, you know, I had a, you know, had a little interview with him, and he was like, "Hey, I have a kind of a freelance project for you to do. You know, here's here's something. What do you think?" So I go back and I work on it. What was the project? And it was it was actually breakdown basketball program, and looking at it from recruiting to encore to um, graduation rates. So okay. it's kind of it's all. So it wasn't just basketball X's and O's. It was, it was no. like the how you know was it revenue and and yep, that yep, kind of yep, stuff. Yep, too? yep, everything. Um, and That's a pretty big project. It was, you know, <laughs> and I, you know, I worked my butt off on it, and uh, so you know, it, you know, it took me about a week or two to do. You know, I dropped it off, and I get an email saying, "Hey, thanks, this is great." It's like, okay, <laughs> you know. Then about two hours later, I get another email. Wow, this is we really like this. Can you come in this week? Yeah. Come in, and then and then they, um, they actually created a position for me, which was great. And during that time, um, started doing a lot of you know money ball stuff. I was looking at different salaries. You know. So this time, are you working at Microsoft? No, no, I'm at University of Washington now. Oh no, okay, okay. Yeah. So were you full time? So you, they hire you full time, but before that, when you're still doing that freelance role, were you working at Microsoft? No, I there, there was this. Uh, there was this, uh, during that time, I, was, I did not have a job. Okay. Yeah, did you just leave Microsoft? Yeah. You just weren't feeling just, it? I wasn't feeling it. And secondly, I've started doing stuff with, um, started doing stuff with like player agents a little bit, just side projects, just helping players like with the financial. Like researching analytics and stuff? Yeah. It was more financial, but number related stuff. So then, then back to, uh, so back to University of Washington. So I'm doing, you know, doing all this work. And during that time, I would go watch um, basketball practice. And this is when Lorenzo Romar was, you know, coach there. And I would just, you know, observe things and started thinking about things. And I, you know, I had read basketball on paper. So I decided to uh, put together a kind of a packet, um, breaking down Husky basketball. And it was like a 50-page report, you know. How long did that take you? Oh, I couldn't tell you. I mean, it took me a while. It wasn't something I did in one setting. It yeah. was just kind of worked on over time. And it was a lot of me kind of creating my own work because there was nothing really out there at that time. Um, and you know, referencing basketball on paper, and just trying to you know watch. I was watching um, DVD. Did they have DVDs? Yeah, I was watching DVDs, stopping going, looking at things. <laughs> well, we've come a long ways, right? <laughs> yeah. so, and uh, put, the, put together this packet for him, and uh, you know, I get a meeting with him, reviews it, says he likes it, you know, and that was pretty much it. And I would hear from other assistant coaches saying like, "Oh, this is great. We love this. Yeah. Like, trying to figure out how to use this." And then we had a couple other a couple other exchanges just walking down the hallway. And then eventually he uh, asked me if I wanted to join the team in a full time role. Mm-hmm. And what from, was your title? It was uh, director of basketball strategies. Okay. Or yeah. So were you like were you on the bench? Were you behind yeah. the bench? So this is the case. I actually um, with the laptop due to NCAA rules, you cannot be on the team uh, on the bench. Right. So I would sit at the scores table. And it would be the closest seat to the bench. Okay. So during every media timeout, I was re- I was real uh, relaying uh, real time information to the coaches. So I would you know, what relay- kind of stuff? Um, it was we're looking at um, different levels of efficiencies if that's based on lineups, um, if it was certain play calls we were running, um, and a couple other things depending on who that opponent was that we wanted to focus on. If it was like paint touches. Yeah. But this is a lot of it. Was anyone else doing this at the college level at this time? I, I was told by our um, SID that I was the first full-time hire in, in this in this role. So, yeah. So, it was kind so of, you didn't even know a job like this existed because no, it didn't no, really I just, exist. I just love basketball and, you know, and, and I love numbers. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's just yeah. like, 
as a kid, were you one of those kind of stats nerds who would pour over all the you know, numbers? I, actually, uh, kind of, but I was more of like just watching basketball. That's all I wanted to do is watch basketball. Then I would have it on. I would also have like we had this little basketball hoop in our house, and uh, I would play. I would mimic it. Mm-hmm. So everything, anything that they would do, I would. You know, Sonics, I'm guessing. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was Kevin Claverall. You know, everything they would do. You know, if it was. Uh, you know, Dead Lucian for a three, you know, Gary Payne, Sean Kemp dunks. I was trying to do all of that. Was it like a little, you know, Fisher-Price type no. thing? Or was it, <laughs> it was actually legitimate? It was, it was a, like an eight-foot hoop. Okay. Yeah. You had it in your house? It was a house, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we, like had, a, we, had, down, we had like a little play, play area. Okay. And um, so I was just, I was just trying to mimic them. So I, was, I, was, I, was in, I was more watching the game than I was actually the numbers behind it believe it or not could you play did you ever play yeah, at the high I school did. level I, or I played i played yeah. i played i would say uh you know uh it's okay <laughs> yeah it's okay depending on who you're comparing me to yeah, yeah. you made varsity but yeah no no actually i only played two years oh, okay yeah i played two years then yeah um just, just you know spent time in academics and right you top out at jv or yeah pretty much <laughs> yeah. And, and it's for me is uh the fact that you know the fact that I didn't play basketball as much as I wanted to has also been a driving force in my career to work in basketball. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Because you knew early on that it's you weren't going to be able to make the NBA. Yeah. So, yeah. so you might as well make the NBA I in another as way. as close as I can to the game. You know, and I've been very fortunate and lucky that, that we had this data explosion around the same time yeah. that I wanted to get in. Right. So that was folks like me. Well, was your play. dad really into the NBA? Were your, no, was your my, family? My parents, you know, my dad was into soccer. You know, and coming from India, that you know, sports, bas- you know, wasn't something that they were really, you know, too into. And what's crazy now, my mom and dad did not miss a Golden State Warriors game. They really? will not miss one. No. They're like diehards. They're huh? diehards. And they're asking me questions. And my dad now thinks he's an analytics guy. <laughs> you know, he's trying to break down the game to be tell me. So it's, uh, which is pretty cool. You know, it's, uh, yeah. you know, the NBA is trying to globalize the game. And it's happening. What would your parents do for a living? You know, my dad was a machinist working at Kimberly Clark. And my mother worked at a uh, uh, local hospital. Um, she worked working dietary, so just you know, hardworking folks. And dietary as in like a nutritionist? Yeah, or? yeah, okay. yeah. So it's. Um, so when you, <clears throat> what exactly led to the job at Microsoft? You just needed a job, basically, and what was the job? Yeah. So the job was it was um, it was it was in, involved in game testing. Mm-hmm. So it was working with Xbox in their units. So it was kind of a business development job. And for me, it was, um, so I, I would take on a job, anything that had to do with basketball. So one thing I would do is I would focus on looking at um, any Xbox software games and seeing if they were up to date with tools and regulations of basketball. And then looking for any glitches that came about. So, so you played video games. Yeah, I did. That, yeah, did a lot of that. Did a lot of that. Did a lot of that. Yeah. So it doesn't sound like a bad job. No, it's... Uh, it has a shelf life. Yeah. You know, it has a shelf life. How long did you do that? Year, you know, almost about a year and a half, you know. Yeah. And by the end of that year and a half, you were oh, there. Were you was, getting that itch? I was done before that year and a half. Yeah, yeah. mentally. Yeah, mentally. I was, that's just not what I wanted to do, you know. Right. And so you, you, you quit your job and networked with some agents that I'm guessing you had met through Sonics. Through, through the Sonics, yeah. I had, I had, uh, I had been a friends with... Um, with one of the players there. Which player? Uh, Mohamed Sene. 
Oh yeah, you know what that is? number a former number ten pick yeah, in the draft. Yeah, yeah. Uh, played in the D League for a little bit. Yeah, played the Sonics for a little bit too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay, and, you know, uh, it was great working with him. Just uh, you know, he gave he gave me exposure um, to the NBA. Yeah. You know, you got you got to see what it is like for someone that barely knows Western culture, knows doesn't know the language, but like. Just the hurdles you got to go through, you know, right. setting up your bank account, setting up all these different things. You so, know. you, how long were you with uh, Romar and his staff, and and how exactly did that end? Uh, yeah, you know, I'm so bad with years. Yeah, it's like six, six, seven years, all okay. like that. Okay. Um. So with with Romar, you know, so you know, unfortunately, you know, that he was let go, and then um, we hired Mike Hopkins. Right. And uh, Mike Hopkins gets on board, and uh, you know I'm, I'm a little worried now. Like you know, you know what's going to happen? Do I have a job? Do I not have a job? Mike gets on board and has his press conference, and we meet before the press conference for a little bit. Um, you know, after press conference, a couple of days later, he uh, you know reaches over to his table and he's like, "I want to bring you on full time. Will you? You know, will you will you will you accept my offer? Same role. Same role. And I was like, "Yes." You know, I will. Yeah, because you were probably nervous, right? Were you thinking about looking elsewhere or trying to go to yeah. another school or something? Yeah, I, I was, you know, I was thinking, you know, we, we've had, um, I had met with, um, I had met with the uh, Golden State Warriors, you know, before all this had happened too. Mm-hmm. So we had, we had, you know, we had some conversations that were going in that seemed pretty promising, but he just didn't know. Right. Yeah, so I was, I was a little nervous. Yeah. Um, what, what, you know, what the future looked like. Yeah. But, you know, met with Michael, it's great, you know. Now having three kids, you know, Mike Hopkins is uh, one of the top coaches when it comes to zone defense. So, I, you know, I learned a lot on how to defend. You know. Yeah. No, it was great. It was a great opportunity. You know, I was working for about two to three months. Okay. And, and took this. a job with the Golden State Warriors. So, did you just kind of cold email the Warriors, or how no, did that no, come we, about? Kirk and I had met, um, I think, a couple years before. Okay. Um, I had to come up here for... Um, for for, uh, for a practice or a training camp, I forgot, you know, one of the two, and we, you know, got, got, you know, went to lunch together, got to know each other, and then and if you were scouting games, it was like in Las Vegas, packed up tournament, we see each other, just kind of exchange notes. I was working on this project with virtual reality goggles at Washington, um, you know, so we would talk about those things. Okay. You know, um, it was great. You know, he was someone that I it, like. It was great to talk to someone. Um, the guy that was about basketball, so it was in tech but also was in data right yeah. there's not that many folks out there like that right so it was great you know right. so you you were when exactly were you hired you were and what what role were you hired so in? i was hired um so my first day i was i was hired um you know two summers ago and my first day so no, no yeah or spring so my first day at work was the monday of the week of the NBA draft. So I have my HR meetings, yeah. you know, yeah. do my whole deal. Yeah. Then I walk in and they're, you know, right into the draft room. And that's like the, the, room. That's like the ultimate analytics oh, day, right? Yeah. I mean. And I'm just like, wow. You know what <laughs> I mean? And it was, it was such a cool experience. Because yeah. that, that, that week then prepared me the whole year for the following draft. And so that year they took, was that the Pat McCaw draft or was it a no. Jordan Bell draft? Jordan Bell. Jordan, Jordan Bell, who was a Pac-12 guy. Yeah, so you're pretty familiar with them. Yeah, very familiar with them. Yeah. Yeah. And were you a fan? 
Yeah, you know, you know, it's funny because uh, he's Oregon, right? So like, yeah. Oregon's one of our biggest rivals at Washington. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I like Jordan. You know, he was it was good to uh, be working with him. Not against him anymore. <laughs> yeah. You know, he, he they got us a couple times. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, what did you do last season, and how has your role kind of yeah. evolved from last season to this season? Because I know Sammy. Yeah. Moving on to the, the Pistons. Yeah. So, um, my role last year was more, I would say focused on you know the front office preparing for the draft and as well as working with the performance team uh, and and then I was helping out the coaches here and there on a couple a couple you know a couple scouts here and there and just extra hands during the playoffs and uh, but also I was kind of vetting out how are we gonna build out um, a data infrastructure moving forward you know something that's a little bit faster and more robust that was my role. So this year, how it's changed is now I'm much more involved with the coaches. Yeah. Uh, you know, help with, you know, do, do an analytical scouting report on each opponent, um, you know, do post-game reports. And then also in between that, do a lot of um, any, any questions that Steve might have. Uh, or if it's anything that I see, mm-hmm. it's kind of be proactive. Just any trends I'm noticing one way or the other, um, patterns of sorts, and, um, you know, that's, that's pretty much how it's And Steve really oh. appreciates that stuff, right? Yeah. I mean, because he's – and he'll use a lot of that in his messaging with the players, right? Yeah, I know. Steve's high level when it comes to this. It's uh, it's pretty cool. Like, we've kind of put our brains together, and we kind of talk about certain things that work that don't work. And, you know, he's, he's, he's pretty special when it comes to that. Like, you know, his, his mind just works analytically anyhow. Yeah. You know, he's always – which is amazing. A lot of yeah. – they get Mike Brown, too, the same way. Yeah. You know, they, they see numbers. Well, actually, I would say they see numbers, but they're just call it what you want. Right. They, they notice pattern, patterns and trends, right. and I and I can help quantify. You know, yeah. which way they. Is, is there like some special software you use? Because I'm I'm yeah. getting really into the the deep dive with Basketball Reference and oh, yeah, yeah. So NBA.com I, and all that. So, so recently, we just uh, what three weeks ago, we just signed a, a partnership with Google Cloud. So what I'm doing now is uh, I'm just so you got all this live data that's coming in. You know, we have up to like. You know, you know. Before it was like dealing with one or two files. Now we're dealing with tens of thousands of miles. So I'm, what I'm trying to do now is I'm trying to centralize all this data. So now what we can do is go deeper and quicker. So when Steve has a question, I can be like, bam, here it is. But then also, be like, oh, by, by the way, this, 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 and that. Mm-hmm. So like we're we're building this whole thing out in house. So you, you you talk to Steve pretty much every day. In some um, pretty, pretty pretty much if it's you know if it's face to face, if it's email, or if it's over text, it's one one way or the other. Mm-hmm. We will. Touch base. You, you, you send, do you have a report pretty much every day after the game? Close, yeah. After the game, he'll have something, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then, then like maybe something the day after, too. Just yeah. uh, any anything we're noticing. Right. Um, no is there anything, that. any trends you're noticing right now that you can talk about? I mean, Steve talks about them with us, so I think. Yeah, probably... I'll let Steve run the thing. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, but is it the type of situation where, you know, they're, recently they, they weren't moving the ball the way, you know, they should have been or they're used to so you're you're kind of focusing on the passing numbers and yeah. and that kind of stuff and what they, that's like, that's that's starting point right passes right. Are, have been down but what's causing what's causing that you right. know you know anything from a play type to um you know who's on the court yeah you know, kind of yeah and he's he's obviously changed his his uh rotations a lot there's been a lot of talk right. about the stagger and he right. keeps introducing it and bringing it back and and I'm guessing a lot of those decisions are based in 
or rooted in conversations you guys have and reports you guys go over together. Yeah, I would say it's probably a combination of that, um, watching film for him and, you know, talking with other coaches staff, you know. But, yeah, he's, for Eddie, you know, typically when there is a lineup change or if there is staggering, there, there's numbers that he will see. What did you learn working with Sammy? Yeah, you know. I know was really highly respected and yeah. had a whole New York Times profile. And yeah, no, no, Sammy, Sammy was big time. Um, you know, Sammy was, I think I was able to kind of just kind of like, he, he, he did a good job building a relationship with the coaches. Yeah. You know, so it's helped me, mm-hmm. right, coming in and, 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 you know, filling in some, some of his responsibilities. I think that's one thing he taught me, and I think another thing is just like, I think it's, you know, these things, you gotta be patient sometimes. You know, to, yeah. you, know you know, build relationships, takes time. You know, right. Sammy was able to build that years and years, yeah. you know, of hard work, and I think that's, for the most part, that's what it kind of taught me, you know, just, and also like, a little bit of, you know, different um, styles mm-hmm. of coaches. I was kind of good to know, different yeah. personalities. Because if your ultimate goal is to be a GM, I was actually having this conversation with Steve like last week because we, we had, did a whole story on his time as a GM in Phoenix, and he was talking about how, you know, people think that being a GM is all the draft and free agency oh, no, no. and trades, but no. it's really about relationships 100%. and knowing the players and having that rapport and having that connection with the coaches right. and the, 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 you know, low-level staffers and everything. Right. And is that what you've kind of learned being a part of this organization? Totally. I think Bob's best at that. Yeah, yeah. Bob's great. That's, you know, you're right. I think coming in, I knew a little bit of that, but I didn't know as much as it is. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's not all about just like knowing analytics. It's, no, 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 you, no. And it's, it's hard to combine those because a lot of people, the way our brains, the way our brains work, right? You're one or the right? other. It's, you're one or the other. Yeah, you're right. you're a stats geek or you're really good interpersonally. Right. But to really be a great GM, you have to have all that. Right? Yes. For me, it's like that's why I say, I, I'm I'm a basketball guy that does numbers, not a numbers guy that does basketball. I've always said, right. like you asked me yeah. earlier, like I've always I watch the game a lot, and sometimes a lot of my when I see trends, it's it's from watching the game, right? Right, or talking to someone, and in numbers as well. You look into that, but like, that's the first thoughts. Okay, what do I see on right. the court? I'm the worst guy to watch a game with, by the way. How so? Uh, I don't talk. <laughs> really? No, I don't talk. My wife hates winning games with me. <laughs> do you? I know Sammy sat behind the bench. Do you sit? Yeah. No, you don't no, sit no, behind no. the bench, right? No, no, I, I, I sit with our uh, basketball ops team. Okay. Um, no, so no, so no, it's just. I, you don't rebound for Sean Lewis? No, I don't. That, that was uh, Sammy. That was yeah, Sammy's. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's very unique, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Which helps, right? It helps build, you know, yeah. pores and. No, no. I'm. My, I think my, I think my role, you know, it's been more kind of long-term planning as well. Right. You know, looking at things, so it's, you know, meeting with. It's a lot of my job also involves, you know, it's, it's, it's intersection between technology, data, and basketball. But I spend a lot of time trying to learn as well. You know, if, yeah. it's, if it's picking brains of players, of coaches, you know, how they're seeing things. But also, when it comes to tech and data, it's visiting Stanford, it's visiting MIT, talking to professors, see what's on the next, you know, what, what's the next How thing. have you seen analytics change the NBA just in the past decade? You know, the first thing you, 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 you would think is, like, um, you're just seeing, you know, I would, you know, people are, you know, three ball, right? It's, 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 it's the narrative that's changed. Right, right, and it's like teams are shooting more, th- you know, threes. The tempo's got a little bit faster, but like, I think that's where you see most of the changes. Right. Um, but you're seeing a lot more um, positionless basketball. Right. You're seeing a guy, an individual that can do 
before it was like, you know, you're just good at one thing. You're seeing a lot more folks who are maybe good at a couple of things now. Right. Right? And I think, I don't know that's analytics, well, but... Well, people used to see as weaknesses and people are now seeing yeah. as strengths, like Draymond's the ultimate example. Exactly. He, used to be a tweener yeah. but now you're seeing oh no he's not a tweener he's no, a guy no. can, can play four or five positions exactly and right, I mean, to me is the classification of positions has always been foolish right like a point guard right you're telling me like right if you go down the West, western conference are all the point guards the same they're not yeah. right so yeah. why do we you know I, I get why you have to classify them that way but i sure i sure don't right you know right um but it's also like like i think your analytics also help you like you're seeing guys valued that necessarily are filling up box scores, right? right? If box scores, you know, tells you like 20% what's going on. There's right. another 80% that hasn't been captured, and that's what analytics is trying to right. hone on. Right. Um, in in your mind, is it just going to continue to build on itself? It's or or is it gonna? It's not going to be one of those things that's a phase. Do you think it's going to be something that's you know a, a staple in the NBA for a long time? I think so. Anyway, it's it's, it's part of the decision making process. And it's a, it's a it's a it's a pretty big part to me. It's always going to be there. It's it's right. you know it should be there, right. as if I think any decision maker should always take a look at it. And, but the thing is, um, you know, it's got to be put together properly. Like when people say analytics, it's just, analytics. Like there's so much to analytics, right? It's like saying marketing or it's saying like the other things, right? Like there's not every analytic guy is the same. There's every you know, right. there's different forms of it. Mm-hmm. Um, how do, you, how do you like living in the Bay? I know it sounds oh. like you were in Seattle area your whole life. So. Love Seattle, man. I I'm I'm Pacific Northwestern. Myself. Oh, you are okay. Yeah, Portland. That's right, that's right, so right. I love far. Portland too. Yeah. Um, Voodoo Donuts, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've been to Seattle many times. Yeah, no, I love Seattle, and I don't think I could ever fall in love with another city until I came here. This place is super special, especially yeah. in what I'm doing. Um, a like I mentioned earlier, like technology, data, and basketball. Is there a better place in the world yeah. for all three? Yeah. I don't think there is. No, no. You know? No. no, this is great. And the weather, that's one thing I don't miss about Seattle is the weather. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, uh, and this past week was unbelievable. This yeah. weekend, 70 degrees. Yeah. I heard Seattle was 70 on Sunday though too, but. Right. Um, no, I absolutely, I absolutely love it here. I, you know, I love the people here too. Right. Um, and this organization, get, obviously. Oh yeah. I don't, I don't get a chance to like, you know, meet any uh, people outside of basketball as much, um, but the people here are, they're unbelievable. You know, it's, it's one of the reasons why this job team was was exciting. It's what people are like, oh, he's the Warriors. Like, yeah, but like, it's honestly the people. Like, yeah. Like, I was very fortunate to be around some wonderful people at Washington with Romar, just you know, classic guy. Um, you know, and Rick Suns a great guy. So when you get around these people, you, you gravitate towards them. You know, like even at Washington, I was mentioning like Chris Peterson, still right. a guy um, got to know pretty well and. He's you, so, you kind of moonlighted, right, with the football a, team? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. This, and this was more with um, Steve Sarkeesian. Yeah. Yeah. So I did, I did some stuff with them. But then with, 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 with Chris Peterson, did some little stuff with him. But then just being around. For him, I was excited because his, his, his ability to recruit guys who are five-star players yeah. who are three-star, but they fit the system right. and self-success. That, to me, was like, yeah. you know, for a leadership in a, in a, in a in strategic, strategically, yeah. somebody that I, you know, try to be around and learn from as much as possible. He's also a huge fan of the Golden State Warriors. He is? I, I, oh, I would say a uh, fan of, say, Steve Kerr, yeah. and just the way he carries himself. Yeah. You know, I'm, I I'm, see I'm, some I'm, similarities between them, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm trying to set them up for, uh, <laughs> for a lunch or something. Yeah. And if cool. I just want to be like, 
on the back wall. <laughs> Just listen to those great minds. Can you imagine? Yeah. <laughs> Powerful. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, awesome. Well, do you, you, were, you were talking about yeah. in the basketball games at, with the Huskies, you would actually relay information in games. I'm wondering, are you able to do that with the Warriors? Does that happen in the NBA? I haven't heard of that. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'm not sure if that is or not. But you don't do it? I, no, I don't do that. No. Yeah. No, 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 I don't do that. At, at some point, you would think it's almost information overload for coaches. Yeah. Like, I like think I'm trying. I just let me focus. Just let me on do my rotation. thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Who knows what the future holds in that? But like, no, that's something that we're not currently doing. I want to thank Pavel for joining me on this week's podcast. Had a great time getting to know. Him. Warriors Off Court is part of the San Francisco Chronicle Podcast Network. Audrey Cooper is the editor in chief. If you like this show, we'd love it if you'd subscribe to it wherever you get your podcasts. And if you've got a minute to give us a quick review, that helps us build our audience so we can keep growing. Follow me on Twitter at con underscore cron and email me at claterno at sfchronicle.com. Support Warriors Off Court and a lot of great journalism with a subscription to the San Francisco Chronicle. There are print and digital editions. Find out more at sfchronicle.com slash subscribe.